All righty. I believe we're live. Good morning, y'all. It's been a great conversation thus far before we hit record. Talking about nutrition. Nutrition. So that's going to be uh, today's episode is nutrition myths, mistakes, and we'll talk about the truths of nutrition. I guess the bare bones basics of what you need to focus in on. Um, nutrition is somewhat of a, an easy topic, right? Like nobody has struggles with nutrition, do they? No, of course not. Not at all. Not at all. So what comes to mind for you guys when we think nutrition, like, I guess let's, let's detach ourselves from the coaching side of things first and just think of nutrition. Like what comes to mind for you guys in general? It's, it's hard to, to, to generalize when you know more than, you know, the average person. I think um, obviously nutrition is more than just what you eat uh, because food has so much of a purpose in the body. Um, geez, it's really hard to, to narrow the, the very basic. Yeah. Of course, I think diet. You know, I, I think, like, what are you eating? Why are you eating it? And uh, uh, sometimes, sometimes I think, like, salads, you say nutrition, I think healthy. It's not like that foods at all, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's one thing. I really dislike using the term diet just because of the stigma and what people think of when they hear that word. They don't think diet as in, this is what I eat. It's diet, this is what I don't eat type mm -hmm. of thing. This is what I don't eat and this is what I'm cutting out. And this yes. is what I'm restricting and I'm eating less, you know, cause obviously that's attached to, diet is attached normally to losing weight, losing mm -hmm. body fat, you know, that type of stuff. So, um, what I, what I think would be interesting is, you know, before we dig into some of the common myths and, you know, mistakes uh, is talking about your own nutrition journeys. Like, where did you start off like years ago? Like, what did you struggle with? How did you approach nutrition? Um, I know there's a lot that I struggled with, you know, years back until I finally started to dig below the surface. And honestly, like, having gone through nutritional courses in college, I still didn't have an idea. Like I knew like the science of it. Like I knew what a protein was, carbs, fats. I knew all the, you know, the deeper stuff, like the Krebs cycle and all that type of stuff, but I still didn't get or understand how to properly fuel yourself, you know, sustainably. Yeah, a like I, I was still following prey for all the bullshit diets out there. Like, Oh, I, I tried Atkins. I did Atkins in college my freshman year. Trying to play football, playing Atkins, not gonna be Thanks. good. I tried to pay football diet. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I need I need some kind of carbs. Yeah, yeah. There's a huge difference between knowledge and application. There's mm -hmm. that disconnect because people get so stuck in what they think they should be doing rather than what they know they should be doing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, Aaron, for you, like. What did nutrition look like for you like years back before, you know, you started digging into nutrition and learning more about it? 
How did you approach? Oh, well, I'm embarrassed to admit that my first diet was just a lack of food altogether. I figured that was the easiest way to get where I wanted to be. And it was the fastest. Of course it Mm -hmm. is. However, once you start eating, it all comes back. So once I sort of learned that lesson, then I went to that whole 1200 calorie thing that most women fall to. And of course, exercising and whatnot, that is not enough to sustain yourself. So I was feeling terrible all the time. It got so bad I was even losing hair. Like my hair was falling out uh, because I was over-exercising and under-eating. But I also wasn't eating quality food. I was still eating, you know, bagel bites or whatever. As long as I just stayed to that 1,200 calories, I thought, oh, I'm fine. No problem. Mm -hmm. But one thing I learned along the way is if you eat a lot of the processed foods, you're getting less food than you would if you had quality food. Mm -hmm. So from there, I transitioned into clean eating, which of course is ridiculous because there's no definition for what is clean and what isn't. So I did that for a while. And honestly, uh, at that point I had stopped tracking calories and macros and I was just doing that clean eating. And I found that I was gaining weight rather than losing it. And again, yeah, it's, uh, it's, not necessarily more about quality, but more about quantity. So once I learned that lesson, then I started, I went back to tracking macros and I was just eating pretty much what I wanted to, as long as I stayed within my numbers. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, it was a little bit different because I've got some medical issues. And with these medical issues, my rheumatologist suggested that I try out the paleo diet to see if I could get my symptoms under control. So pretty much since then, I have been adhering to the paleo diet, um, which has helped a lot. Most of my symptoms are gone. I still have, you know, days where I'll eat what I want to eat, but I pay for it afterwards. So for me, the paleo diet is what works best. However, other people, it's not going to. And I'm a big proponent of not cutting out foods unless there is some sort of medical necessity. It's, yeah. you just don't need to. Yeah. So that's, that's my diet journey. Interesting, interesting. And it's interesting, I guess, like when you whittle, whittle it all the way down and you start to dig into it a little bit deeper, like obviously what you found, what works for you, like you're able to sustain that for the yeah. long haul. And I'll be one of the, one of the people that agrees that paleo doesn't work for everybody. Cause I went full on paleo too, like years ago, cause that was like the big buzzword and, uh, being in CrossFit, it was the, bad. CrossFit, it was the thing like, Oh, if you're doing CrossFit, you got to do paleo too. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I went full on paleo and that's when I actually developed kind of a, uh, a thought around carbs. Like I was like, Oh that's not paleo. So I can't eat those carbs. Those carbs are evil. So I actually like made the connection with all carbs. Like I stayed away from rice. I stay away from potatoes. The only type of carbs that I ate were (laughs) whatever was acceptable on paleo. I was eating like pumpkin. I was eating a lot of pumpkin. Yes. Canned pumpkin. Cause I was like, Oh, you get some good, good amount of carbs from this stuff. And I tried a lot of different varieties of that um cinnamon obviously 
try it. Uh, what was re- really good was uh, carry gold butter melted into your uh, your mashed pumpkin. That was delicious. But either way, was not getting enough carbs. But yeah, so I went down the paleo route. And that was, uh, I've shared this story multiple times uh, in various places. But um, so I was like on full all paleo kick for like three or six months or something like that. I remember I'm cooking lunch in um, my kitchen and I have my shirt off. And in addition to this, don't cook bacon with the shirt off because no. the grease is going to get on you and it, it tends to hurt. But I'm sitting there. I got in a, a big kick. I would cook everything in carry gold butter. So I'd throw a chunk of butter in there. And I wasn't tracking any of my intake because in my thought, uh, you know, I was, oh, if I just eat paleo, like my training will take care of that. And I'll, you know, burn off all the, the good foods that I'm eating. And uh, so I'm sitting there cooking bacon. And uh, Andrea, we weren't married yet. And she, she's like, are you trying to like bulk up? And I was like, well, no. Like, what do you mean by that? And she's like, you're looking a little thick. And I actually was kind of putting on some extra weight. And I thought that was interesting because here I was eating paleo, trying to like lean up. I was trying to get like, you know, shredded lean, but I was actually going in the opposite direction. And it like brought that to my attention. I was like, wow, I am looking a little bit thicker. And I, that was not the route that I wanted to go. And it just goes to show you like quality is not the key like it's a combination of quality and quantity. Right. And so I, I made that mistake, you know, years, years ago, but what about, what about you, Laron? What, what is your, what does your diet journey look like, man? My fitness journey was, uh, it's very interesting. And, um, I will say to be a high level athlete sprinter, you know, we burn all the time. We all, metabolism is just always going. So um, when I went to college, I was 140 something pounds, like soaking wet probably. And so my strength coach saw that and he was just like, man, we gotta bulk you up. So he made me, he literally went to the training table with me and followed me. And he just said, eat that, eat that, eat that. And I'm just putting all this stuff on my plate. Like, and mind you, I've never eaten all that. Like it was just, salad, a full plate of food, uh, fruits, and chocolate milk. I never ate all that in one setting. So, like, I'm sitting there, and I'm about to puke because I'm trying to stuff all of it in my mouth. And, like, I I didn't know. I never even understood nutrition uh, before. So it was kind of like, I can't can't handle all of this. So I went from eating that. Um, I probably gained about 10, 15 pounds that year. So my competition weight was right around 155 pounds, 160. And uh, I wanted, so one summer around my senior year, I really wanted to get bigger. So I, I, I would look at what the, what the football players, what they would do with the offensive linemen when they came in and they were, and they were either like a tight end or um, in high school and they wanted to make them an offensive uh, tackle or whatnot. And they would just eat. They would just but when I would talk to them, they were like, they ate everything. They eat McDonald's, you know. They, you know, somebody I can't remember who it was, but they were bragging about how they ate like um, three Big Macs one time, and I was like, man, you got three Big Macs? Like, they let you eat Big Macs like that? And so, 
during my All-American season, or my, my, you know, my two All-American seasons, my diet consisted of probably like double McDonald's double cheeseburgers on Tuesdays, Thursdays, Friday nights, <laughs> and Saturdays. And I, and it was, um, it was terrible. Like, um, the first, my, that, my junior year, I got injured at Nationals. Um, I got injured my senior year also. And I never, uh, crazy story, I say all that to say um, later down the road, somebody, uh, there's a study, I believe, that came out with attributing um, hamstring pulls to diet. And I was like on point with everything except for my diet during that time. And so I was like, oh. Uh, so um, as I as I you know got through college up until this point, um, my diet was heavily influenced by my the year I stayed in Jamaica, and um, I saw we we met a lot of Rastafarians there, and and they're um, they have a Presbyterian diet, so like they eat fish, they eat all a lot of lean meats, um, they don't eat red meat. They don't eat. Um, it's, it's basically fish and chicken. That's all they eat. And so <clears throat> um, my wife came down. She saw that also. And we kind of adopted that. That was just kind of something that we saw. Like, okay, this is kind of this diet. We kind of like that diet. Let's bring it with us back home. And um, we slowly, I got into paleo also when I moved back from Jamaica. And, um, did the no car thing that was super hard because I was a big bread lover, and um, and I also had trouble. I had a bad habit of eating sugar, so it was just any kind of sugar. I would, if you ask my wife, my coffee was more cream than coffee, so it, it was just it was just real bad. So um, paleo, I tried it, but I didn't have enough energy. I was super tired all the time, um, especially just working out hard. Um, and so I got rid of that and really just focused on eating lean meats. Uh, but I wasn't eating enough, kind of like what Aaron said. I, I would eat, I barely eat breakfast. I would eat lunch, and sometimes it'd be lunch or breakfast, and then always a big dinner. And uh, finally, when we, when I started talking with you, Travis, you were the first person to introduce me to macros and micros protein and fats. And nobody ever broken it down to me like that before. I never tracked any of it. And it was like, one, once I saw, once I did the two week of tracking all of that, and I saw the bad habits that I had, it was kind of like, wow, like, I didn't know. Like, I wasn't getting enough at all. And you told me I should be taking like right around 3,300 calories. And I was probably eating right around 24, 25, <laughs> um, just without any coaching at all. Mm. But I got that up to right around 3,000, and that's when I started seeing the changes. And that's when I was like, whoa. And then even when I increased it more, I felt more energy. So it was kind of like, I've been doing it wrong the whole time. Like I, I just I didn't even know. So that's when I stopped believing in diets, and I was just like, well, it's, it's, way more, it's, it's way more general, but it's ridiculous. Like Aaron said, it's a little bit both. Like, it's not a specific diet. It's, it's, it's really something that just works for you. Yeah. I think the hardest thing that 
or the biggest thing that people don't understand is it doesn't have to be complicated. It's yeah. actually, it's, it's pretty simple. I mean, especially if you're doing the macros, you just stay within this number, eat whatever gets you to that number. I mean, obviously you want to choose some quality foods because you need the micronutrients from all of those. But I mean, it's really not that hard. You don't have yeah. to cut out all these foods. You don't have to do these fad diets. The biggest thing with these fad diets is they're not sustainable. And if you want results, whether it be weight loss, muscle gain, or just overall health, you have to find something that you can maintain. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And along with that is, you know, the mistake that a lot of people make is they think that you have to eat, you know, two to three, you know, or three to four small meals a day, every two to three hours. And if you don't, then your metabolism, your metabolism kind of, yep. <laughs> that old myth, that old myth, right. Or, and again, it's like these diet diets, most diets are just structured ways of eating, right? It's just like a philosophy of eating. So you got the keto diet. Keto diet absolutely works, no doubt. Mm -hmm. But again, can you maintain and sustain it? Most people can't. And I don't know why most people would want to, right? And to be honest with you, most people that are going to be watching this in the insiders group or listening to it on the podcast you probably train, you're an active individual, you're pushing yourself. Keto diet has no, you're, you're not going to get much good out of that, right? Like you can definitely do it, but you are going to suffer with it. Like you're going to experience yeah. low energy at some point. And this is interesting. Um, they did a study with the keto diet with folks that were engaging in uh, higher intensity training. So yes. that was like, it was like, CrossFit style, orange theory, you know, high intensity interval type training, strength training, stuff like that. What they found was people that did do keto, they absolutely saw results in the beginning, but it was like the four or five month mark where they just experienced like a, a total drop off. Like they're basically their body kind of just tapped out. So the initial results were really just due to the body kind of being in shock. And the body was able to kind of um, survive through that initial period. But then it, after that kind of died off, like hormones kind of got tapped out because you need, you need carbohydrates to, mm -hmm. to recover from uh, strenuous activity. And if you have a lot of stress in your life on top of that, you need carbohydrates, yeah. right? Like you have to have carbohydrates to, to, to recover from that. And so again, it just goes to show you like keto can certainly work but that's where you got to know and understand why you're using it. And who's to, who's to say that you during certain periods, periods of the year, or maybe you get injured, maybe you go on a keto type protocol for a while just to kind of sustain. But then when you get back into like higher intensity training, then you come off of it. That And that's a whole different discussion that we can yes. get into. I don't want to, I don't even want <laughs> to confuse it going back to like the simplicity of it. I don't want to go off on a tangent here, but Really at the whole, if we look at, you know, what matters most is quantity. Most of all, calories in, calories out, macros, quality, timing, and then, you know, supplements at the bottom, right? And so, um, I yeah, I think the, that's, the other, that's another myth too, is people think some of these supplements are going to be quick fixes to help them get to their goal. Yeah. It says it in the word supplement. It should only yeah. be used to supplement your diet. Your diet should come first. And honestly, 
you don't even need supplements. Completely no. unnecessary. Absolutely. So you're saying here that I didn't eat for a drink a protein shake as a meal replacement? That's you don't need to. You don't no, need to, no. don't need to. No. Nope. In fact, I don't there. even use protein. I yeah. eat my food. I get it all through my food. Yeah. 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 Supplements are really only there to fill in the cracks. Yep. Like quantity are the big rocks, the big giant boulders that are gonna make up most of your results. And then obviously quality, very, very important. The the smaller rocks and then the sand that you're gonna fill in between to fill up the jar most efficiently, that's where your timing comes in, your supplements, if if even needed, right? Um, yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's one of the common mistakes is people want to go looking for the quick fix right off the bat. Like, how do I burn more fat? Like I'll take this fat burner, right? That's it doesn't work. Save your money, right? Just improve, improve on your, on your quantity. But when we start to talk quantity, so if that's the most important thing, like how do we know how much is, is right for us? Like how does, how do we set, how do we go about setting that up? Like what, what would be the first step in figuring that out? Well, obviously the first step to find out, you have to know what you're taking in to begin with. You need a starting point. I don't, I don't want to track my intake. I don't want to weigh and measure my food. I'm way too busy for that. Well, that's okay. You can do it without weighing any of your food. Um, you can even use your hand. Your hand in itself will tell you portion sizes. Um, what is it? Um, that's about carbohydrates. Fats are your thumb and then proteins. So, or carbohydrates and protein is your palm. So that's yep. an easy way to do it without tracking anything. I mean, you can just eyeball serving sizes. And once mm -hmm. you get to the point where you know what they should look like, you don't even have to, yeah. you know, measure that. Absolutely. Yeah. If you, you go get your BMRs, you won't just find, find it out quickly. Like how accurate is your BMR? Your, your, your basal metabolic rate, can't you find that out um, just by going to like a general fitness store? Mm -hmm. Well, and yeah, they've got generalized <laughs> equations you can find online too. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's more than just BMR. You also have to figure out yeah. your total daily expenditure, which is how many calories about you burn daily. Right. But so, I think that's that's getting a little more. Your TDEE, -E, total daily energy expenditure, which basically takes your BMR, your basal metabolic rate, which basically stands for, you know, how many calories it requires for you to basically just survive. Yeah. Right. Your heart beating, breathing, you know, just, yeah, all that type of stuff. And then you got your uh, activity. So that's going to be a combination of what you're actually doing day by day. Do you, do you sit at work? Do you train multiple times a week, multiple times a day? And then the thermo effects of food. So when you eat food, it actually costs, costs energy to do that. So what's interesting is like you take in something that's a hundred calories, like you're not, you're, you're taking in a hundred calories, but you're probably going to burn, you know, about X what, 10% of that. Yeah. 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 Well, but, it uh, depends because mm -hmm certain foods require more energy to break down like yep. protein. And so that was the first, so we got quantity, right? So quantity is important. And really when we're looking at like a, a base set of principles here, so just cut through all the bullshit, 
don't focus in on specific diet. If you're just looking to get things dialed in with your nutrition, because you know, it's something that you struggle with, put the blinders on, focus in on these key things. Number one, we got to know where you're at. You got to know where you're at. So start tracking your intake, get a free app on your phone. My fitness pal works great. There's thousands of them. Uh, uh, tracking apps. So you start just literally entering in your food and you can even guesstimate when you first start. If you want to get a little bit more dialed in, I definitely recommend you can get a 10 to $15 food scale. Like it's a, a priceless investment that's re can really take things to the next level for you. So that's like, number one is become aware of what you're taking in, start tracking your food, just do it for two weeks. That's all you need mm -hmm. to do. Boom. Well, and, and just that. like Laurent explained, the awareness of what you're eating sometimes will help you clean things up. Absolutely. It's like, well, I really don't want to eat these Oreos because I'm going to have to track it. Somebody might see that, aka my, my coach <laughs> might see it, right? So, will, yeah. I was going to say, you won't believe how, 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 I don't, I'm trying to think of but like how, that makes you more disciplined because when you see it, like it, sometimes when I um, put stuff in my fitness pal, when we first started doing that, tracking my macros, I always thought like, if Travis saw what I was eating, what would he say? And I mean, then you have to be Travis. It's just, if somebody that's holding me accountable saw what I was eating, would they, when they saw cookies or when they saw like, uh, beer or when they saw all of this what would they say and and it was kind of like okay I gotta cut that out and in well most people I know it's not that easy and and, and sometimes you know self-discipline is just one of those things that you also have to come with it once you get that down it's like okay even even when Brit before Brittany started working out now she's working out but before she would like get like cookies and I'm like no I'm good <laughs> and it took a lot for me to do that because I like cookies too. You know, I'm, I like cookies, but uh, it took a lot. It took a it took a whole lot to really say, okay, let me really dial to this because I really want to see the results. So. Yeah. Well, one thing I do want to point out that there are no good versus bad foods, and just like when Travis was talking about him with the paleo having to cut out the carbs, it created almost a fear around carbohydrates. You shouldn't have to fear any food because no food is bad. Um, as an example, like I said, I eat paleo, but I had cake last night after dinner. No problem. Mm -hmm. I'm still going to be on the road towards my goals despite having the cake, but I don't want anyone to think that there are good versus bad foods because all it's going to do is create a disordered relationship with food. Yeah. I would, I would rather think of it if knowing the number one thing is your quantity. It's just either you're within your framework or you're outside of it. Right. Yep. So perfect example. Uh, what was it? Saturday night. We, and my wife and I do this multiple times a week, typically one time a week. It's like my non-negotiable meal every single week we get takeout from somewhere and I'll get an appetizer, I'll get main course, I'll get a dessert. Well, Andrea didn't feel like eating all of her dessert, so I decided to have mine and hers on Saturday night. And it's like most people would look at them and they'd be like, oh my God, I messed up so bad, I cheated so bad. I was just like, I'm enjoying my non-negotiable meal. 
Sunday, I just got right back at it. I made sure I, I was within my numbers and, and both of you can agree with me on this. Like when you put in the reps, meaning you're consistent with actually tracking your intake and, and you've done that work, you get to a point where you just know, you just know how much food you need and mm -hmm. you don't even have to weigh and measure your food anymore. Like I haven't weighed and measure my food for gosh, probably a month now since um, over the summer, I got really into it when I was doing a carb cycle. But since then I was just like, okay, cool. And I've been able to maintain fine just because you build that awareness. You build that kind of, um, what is it? Like a spidey sense, right? It's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a special skill. So you can just scoop out some oatmeal into a bowl and you're like, I've weighed this a hundred times before. I know it's probably give or take. It's not going to be perfect. It's probably around hundred grams, right? Oh my gosh. If it was 110 grams, does that mean that you're going to be screwed? Probably not. Right. So, but I would say number one, get aware of where you're at, track your, track your intake. And then Aaron, you mentioned like the types of foods. This is where the protein priority comes into play. Like if you want to improve your body composition, if you want to improve your energy, if you want to improve your performance in the gym, you have to be getting the right amount of protein in and just doing that is going to boost up your metabolism because protein is very expensive protein costs the body a lot of energy to break it down and actually absorb it and then use it as energy and so general 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 rule of thumb every single meal that you have to help get that protein up just have pro like build your meals around protein like if you're going to have a snack like make sure there's a good amount of protein in it or build your snack around like a solid protein source. Right. And so, um, like minimum amount of protein, what, what do they have it at inside a uh, precision nutrition? Is it the same to like 0.8, like minimum 0.7, 0.8? What do they have it for you guys? I don't know what precision nutrition is. You're talking about, uh, minimum requirements for protein. Oh shoot, Aaron! I thought you, uh, I thought you got you got certified through ISSN, and yeah, that's right. Tony got certified through Precision. You're yeah. going through Precision right now, Laurent, right? Yeah. What do they have well, for that? Technically, is the standard, is it 0 0.7, 0 0.8. Yeah, when you're trying to uh, for basic, yeah, 0 0.5, 0 0.7, and then yeah. when you're trying to increase, uh, when you when you um, start working out and trying to increase mass, you. you well, it's interesting. A lot of people don't know. Obviously, if you're trying to build muscle, you need more protein. Another reason you may need more protein is if you're in deficit, because you want to make sure that you're not getting that muscle wasting. So you'll need yeah. more protein yeah. for that. Also, as you increase in age, you'll need more protein. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting things to know, because a lot of people don't know about the deficit. Yep. Yep. And when we start to talk about quantity, this is where all calories are not equal, right? So it's like, yes, you could be taking in 2000 calories of just whatever. Meanwhile, over here, I'm taking in 2000 calories with a specific breakdown of the macros. And this is where people start to get confused and I get it. And um, just at the bare basics, just understand like you need to get in enough protein because that's going to help maintain and build muscle. But when you're in a deficit, your body is going to want to get rid of muscle. And so you need to give it a reason to keep the muscle around. And so that's why we need an ample amount of protein. You need to be training specifically stimulating the muscles to say, Hey, 
I need these muscles, stay around. Yeah. Then the body will actually start to get rid of the body fat when you're in a deficit, right? So, um, yeah, I think a more accurate way of saying it is all calories are equal, but all calorie sources yes. are not yes. equal. Yeah, yeah. So, like 2,000 calories is 2,000 calories, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. But if that's mainly coming from carbs and fats, your body composition is definitely going to change much differently versus if you're taking 2000 calories in of, you know, proper breakdown, like enough proteins, carbs and fats, stuff like yeah, that. So for sure. What's, what's, I mean, this is a sidebar, but what's your favorite healthy snack? Like, um, like I, I'll, I'll do Greek yogurt with some granola in it and some almonds in it at the same time. Maybe that's like a, before bedtime type of snack, but yeah. I'll, so, well, yeah, my bedtime snack, Brandon makes fun of me. He calls it my monkey bowls. It's a big bowl of carrot sticks and um, apple slices. That's usually my bedtime snack. That is a monkey bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, my favorite, I've been plowing through the yogurt. Um, I don't know. I just decided to buy a, a huge thing of yogurt at Costco a couple months ago. Um, what is it? Chobani, Chobani yes. yogurt. So I'll take that little scoop of protein powder, mix it together. I'll put that on top of like rice cakes and that's, Ooh, yeah. Phenomenal. It's like frosting. Uh, oh, it's phenomenal. Cause you add that yogurt, that yogurt is pretty thick. And so yeah. you add some protein powder in there and you can change it up. Like any types of flavors that you want. My favorite right now, is the Chobani vanilla. I'll take salted caramel uh, Quest protein powder on top of, uh, a lot of people think this is weird. My wife thinks this is weird. I'll just grab all sorts of varieties of uh, rice cakes. I do it on top of, well, they have like caramel rice cakes. They have apple crisp rice crate. And then just a plain one is, is phenomenal, but I'll do it on top of the cheese ones. So you're like, Ew. That's freaking That's good. gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> Don't knock it until you try it. Don't knock it until you try it. Chobani yeah, so is pretty complete. That's like really good too. Like it has all, like it focuses on all the, um, the nutrients in it. It's like, I, don't, I can't remember where, it, where I saw somebody get it from. But yeah, I'm a big Chobani person too. Like that, I'm yeah. a But I don't, I can't get the tub that's like, the tubs that you get from like Costco. Like, yeah. No, this, this one. Yeah. Don't get the tubs. I'd recommend do not get like the big tubs of yogurt. It's going to go bad. Uh, typically what I get is it's like this big crate and there's like four different flavors in there and it, they, they last forever. So I get, yeah, those are good. So, but other than that, so basic things to focus in on here. Number one, become more aware, track your intake, get in enough protein what's one other thing that we can add in just for people to dial things in a little bit more here um don't eliminate food groups uh that's a big one um for well you got to make sure that you're eating enough mm -hmm. a lot of people don't eat enough yeah and that's when you start to dig a little bit deeper below the surface because everybody's different, right? Yep. How much I eat versus how much you eat versus how much Laurent eats. And for all I know, there could be another guy that weighs exactly the same as me, same age, same height, everything. We might be 
eating different amounts, right? So that's where it really becomes specific to the person. But I think just starting off, adding adding in with that, make sure you're hydrating enough, drinking enough yeah. water. That's going to help with digestion, help with energy, all that type of stuff. A lot of people, if you're going to track your food intake, track your hydration as well. You'll be amazed. You'll be like, wow, I only drank 64 ounces of water today. Like you would be very surprised. A lot of people don't drink enough water. No coffee doesn't count towards that. Um, <laughs> there's water in coffee though, right? No, no, it actually, like most of the water that you just drank is like being eliminated because that coffee is a diuretic, but um, hydrate properly. And then really when we start to look at quality, I'd say get it shifted over to like 80, 20%. You know, 80% of your food, ideally high quality, that 20%, enjoy whatever you want. Yeah. You want to, you want to avoid the all or nothing mentality. Yes. All or nothing. It's not going to work. It's unsustainable. You're going to break at some point. And really when you have that mindset, it's kind of like you don't that all or nothing mindset. Really you apply it to anything in life. At some point, there's going to be a breaking point and you're just going to, you're going to crash and burn. And then you're hundred percent off, right? Same thing with nutrition for sure. I'd, I'd say that's another big mistake that we see when somebody starts a program or starts a diet. Sure. It's all unicorns and rainbows at the beginning because you're motivated because it's quite easy to be perfect in the beginning, but then you run into those. Life Willpower wears off. Yep. Willpower life gets in the away. way. Yeah. And guess what? You're not going to be motivated every single day. Definitely not going to be. So, and there's no reason to be perfect because if you're perfect, you're probably not going to be enjoying much of your life because you're like in this like tunnel. Right. So, but other than that, um, yeah, for anybody that wants additional help, we're always here. Like we, we know a thing or two about nutrition. So just reach out to us, even if it's just, you got a question or whatever, like where I like to start. And I know you guys as well it's it's really just doing an audit on a person right it's like let's talk about your nutrition like where are you at have you been tracking you have been tracking diligently for two years but you still haven't been seeing results well let's see what the heck's going on here we can kind of draw up a battle plan for you or a a plan of attack if you will and then from there it's really your decision if you want to dig below the surface but um, pulling itty bitty itty bitty pieces out and just becoming more aware could be the aha that somebody needs, you know? Yeah. Um, I'll use it's also, no, sorry, go ahead. go ahead. No, you're good. Uh, I think it's really interesting. I mean, especially as I explained how much control food has on the rest of your body. I mean, even just adjusting certain foods, you can fix your digestion. You can sleep better. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely true. And I'll use this as an example. There's a guy, he's been following me on social media for years, always comments on typically comments on things is always kind of picking my brain and whatnot. And, uh, he saw, I was talking about how you need to eat more food. Like one of the first things they need to do, eat more protein within a week. He wrote me back a message. He's like, Oh my God. Like, what a night and day difference. He's like, I'm sleeping better. My workouts feel better. I've actually lost four pounds. 
just from the simple fact of boosting up his protein. He was eating like 75 grams a day. Dude is two, 240. Wow. Guy weighs 240, does two training sessions a day. He had the typical, typical, typical mindset of just doing more is better. And I actually got him to cut out the other session of the day. Like there's no need for that. You're not a CrossFit games athlete, but um, just getting him up to 130 grams of protein. I was like, we need to try to double the amount of protein over the next course of the week. And just a couple of days went by and he's like, wow, what a night and day difference. So it could and literally that's definitely be, the hardest one for people to hit too. Yeah. Protein. And of course he, you know, after a couple of days, he's like, wow, like, eating this much protein is freaking difficult and it's going to be like, cause obviously if you've been averaging like 75 grams of protein for however long, like your digestion is not going to be ready for it. To so handle it. Yeah. That's another thing is, I mean, we can obviously when you start tracking your intake, uh, you know, my fitness pal or any app out there is going to try to shoot you like ideal numbers. So you set up an account, my fitness pal is going to set you up and say, Hey, you need to be at XYZ macros and calories. Well, if you try to switch over to that in a day, you're going to have some digestion problems. You're going to feel Your like body is going to be mad. You, and you're probably going to gain some weight and you're probably going to get all pissed off and you're going to say this macro calorie stuff doesn't work, but it's, it's a process. Like you got to ease into it. Like don't try to switch to those numbers overnight, but slowly increase it. And the first yeah. thing, since we've been talking about protein, like the first thing that you want to do is really add maybe five to 10 grams. I think you'd be okay with like 20 grams a day over the period of a week, your body will adjust. You'll start to feel better. So those workouts will start feeling a whole lot better. I can attest to that. When I start, when I, you know, when I realized I was only eating 26, 20, I was probably at 2,800 calories. Um, and then I was, I started talking to you guys and it was like, one, I needed to supplement protein more and then I needed to actually start eating better and then like night and day. Monday workout came and it was like, whoa, I, you know, I was keeping up with people in the gym that I said I had no business keeping up with. It was like, <laughs> whoa, okay. like nutrition really has that much of an impact on how you trick on, on your workouts. And, after that, it was kind of like, I'm so old, I figured it out. And not that I figured it out, but it was like I figured out the one thing I was missing. To this day, man, if I, if I knew what I knew now, back when I was an athlete, it'd be a whole different person. Yeah. And so, um, we say that about so many things, man. If I yeah. knew what I knew back then. Right. Hindsight is all different, too, right? Hopefully not this year. It's always, it's always, um, yeah. yeah, like it, I never knew, I never understood nutrition until this day. I, you know, you know, having still some involvement in university athletic programs, I still don't think they emphasize that for uh, this nutrition uh, well enough to begin. Yeah. With. It's all training with them, training, training, training. It's like. Are these kids getting fueled enough? Some of these kids is tired. You got like kids staying up till three o'clock in the morning writing four page papers. Like, are they fueled after that? Like, mm-hmm. you know, half of it's sleep, but yeah. a lot of it's nutrition. And it's crazy. I, I never knew 
how big nutrition was. Yep, it is crazy. I remember years back, same thing. I I was hardly eating anything, and if I was eating in college, it was always like there was a rotation. It was like Monday nights were burgers. Tuesday night was what do we always do Tuesday night? Tuesday night I'd usually cook at home. Wednesday was always Little Caesar pizza, two two mediums, five bucks a piece. I'd eat both those. <laughs> that that was basically all I'd eat all day. You know, you'd have a bowl of cereal or something beyond that. But well, cool guys, appreciate y'all coming on and chatting about nutrition. We'll definitely dig into this much deeper in future episodes. But hopefully, um, the biggest takeaways here again: just track your intake, figure out where you're at. Get that protein intake up a little bit. Stop trying to be 100% or nothing. You know, just improve that quality if you need to. And really just, you know, figure out what's going to work best for you. And if you got questions, reach out reach to out. us. This is definitely the make and break, especially for those that have been consistent in the gym, putting in the hard work. If you're not seeing the changes that you want to see, we know what the sticking point is. Yep. Nutrition. And don't be afraid thinking that we're going to say, you know what? You got to cut out this, this, and this, and this. Not going to happen. More than likely probably going to say, hey, you got to eat more food. Mm-hmm. Like, who doesn't want to hear that, right? I'd say nine times out of 10, for most people, that's exactly what I say. Because I'm like, yep. we need to eat more food. It's like, what? Yes, you need to eat more food. Just trust. Trust the process, right? So, well, cool, guys. Appreciate it. Um, anything else to add in before we close out? Nope. We are here if you need us. Radio. Good deal, kids. All right. Well, good. I will see you both on the inside. I'll see you in the gym and uh, take care. Keep doing the work. Peace. See ya.